all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. I'm meteorologist Sally Russell. This is Think Radio. Some of you may love it and some not so much. From MPB, this is Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, developmental and behavioral pediatrician and professor emeritus at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. One day is certainly not enough to keep a relationship going, but maybe today's a good time to be sure that you're on the right track to keep that spark in that romantic relationship or just your good friendships. Next, we'll be talking about the relationships in your life and what you can do to keep them special. Let's talk about what's going on in your life. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. The first White House staff shakeup is underway. NPR's Mara Lyson says President Donald Trump's team is now looking for a new national security advisor after Michael Flynn resigned just weeks into Trump's presidency. Last night, Flynn issued a statement saying that he had inadvertently briefed the vice president-elect with incomplete information about his conversations with the Russian ambassador. Vice President Pence subsequently went on television to say that Flynn had not discussed sanctions with the Russian ambassador. That turned out not to be true. The White House was briefed about the content of Flynn's conversations with the Russian ambassador more than two weeks ago. Democrats are not satisfied. The ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff, said he wants to know if Flynn's conversations with the Russian ambassador were done with the knowledge or instructions of President Trump. Mara Lyason, NPR News, Washington. More questions are emerging around the mysterious death of a man purported to be the elder brother of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. NPR has not independently confirmed reports that Kim Jong-nam died as he was passing through Kuala Lumpur Airport in Malaysia. The BBC's Celia Hatton reports Kim's family suspects foul play. A British source with close ties to the Kim family confirms to the BBC poison was involved in the death of Kim Jong-nam. He was the eldest son of the late North Korean leader Kim Jong-il. The younger Mr. Kim went into exile after falling out of favour with his father. In recent years, Kim Jong-nam is believed to have spent much of his time living in China and Malaysia. That's the BBC's Celia Hatton reporting. Suburbs of Paris are trying to recover from a night of unrest. NPR's Eleanor Beardsley says French President Francois Hollande visited one affected neighborhood today. Respect is the basis of living together, said Hollande. Young people are due respect by the police and everyone should respect our institutions. Hollande said when there was no respect, justice should be brought in, which, he said, is what has happened in the case of Theo. 
Teo is a young man who says he was brutalized with a billy club by police. Four officers have been suspended and an investigation is underway. Today, another young man came forth with allegations of brutality from one of the officers already under investigation. Youths have burned cars and attacked public buses in the largely minority populated neighborhoods since the incident. The crisis highlights the distrust and animosity between police and the working class areas. Eleanor Beardsley, Pair News, Paris. The chair of the Federal Reserve is testifying on Capitol Hill for the first time since President Trump took office. Janet Yellen tells lawmakers that the Fed expects to raise interest rates gradually this year. Yellen also referenced Trump's economic agenda. She says the Fed recognizes sudden changes in government could influence the central bank's decisions. This is NPR. In Turkey, there are signs of opposition to President Recep Tayyip Erdogan's bid to gain strong executive powers. NPR's Peter Kenyon reports the opposition party supporting Erdogan is moving to expel dissident members. Turkey's nationalist movement party, known as the MHP, referred three lawmakers and a fourth party member to a disciplinary committee. The state news agency reports it's because of a failed challenge to the party's longtime leader last year. But the party chairman tells a pro-government paper that a dissident movement emerged within the MHP rejecting the leader's decision to support Erdogan's bid for a strong presidency. That decision was a sharp departure for the MHP, a staunchly secular and pro-military party. A referendum on whether to scrap the prime minister's job and give Erdogan broad executive powers is set for April 16th. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. Despite heavy public opposition, the British government says it is still preparing for President Trump's state visit. However, a date has yet to be confirmed. The Foreign Office says it recognizes there is a petition to cancel Trump's visit but does not support that petition. More than 1.8 million people signed the online petition protesting Prime Minister Theresa May's invitation to Trump last month, which came on behalf of Queen Elizabeth II. U.S. stocks are higher this hour with the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 19 points at 20,431. S&P is up a fraction at 2,328. And the Nasdaq has risen two points. It stands at 5,766. This is NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Bluevine, providing small businesses with online access to capital through revolving lines of credit and invoice factoring with a commitment to transparency. Small business credit help is available at bluevine.com. This is Relatively Speaking with Dr. Susan Buttress on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, family at mpbonline.org. And now, Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. Good morning. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about Valentine's Day today. So I know some of you may think it's wonderful and some not so much. And I have a feeling that there's a gender difference in that. So, but one day is clearly not enough to keep a relationship going. But my suggestion is maybe Valentine's Day is a good time to sort of regroup, 
Be sure you're on the right track to keep the spark in that romantic relationship or to question yourself as to whether or not you're just being a good friend to someone. Um, And friendship is not always easy, so we'll talk about that as we move through this. Certainly with your significant other, um, with your partner, you need to also be a good friend. But outside of that romantic relationship, um, it's important to know how to maintain friendships in general. So um, we're going to talk about that as we move along in the show. And my question to you is, what do you think about Valentine's Day? Do you recognize it? Do you think that it's something that we should all try to recognize if we do have a significant other? And then what about the other special people in your life? your parents, your children, your siblings. Um, Is that a time to um, perhaps give a little extra special attention or not? Um, We we certainly know, hearing on the media, that people spend a lot of money on Valentine's Day. I think the average was like $136 or something near that. Per person, which tells me that a lot of money is spent, but is it spent in the right place? And is that amount of money really necessary to be able to let someone know that you really love them and care about them? And so as as we move along the show, I want to hear what you do, what you think. Do you think that... Um, presents are necessary. Uh, Do you as a man or a woman think that perhaps this is a bit overdone and over commercialized? Uh, Would like to hear what you have to say. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So um, sometimes I get a little bit sappy, and I, I wanted to read uh, a quote uh, saying from um, the man called Dr. Love, uh, Leo Buscaglia, who was an American author and motivational speaker, also professor in the Department of Special Education at uh, UCLA. Um He said, a loving relationship is one in which the loved one is free to be himself, to laugh with me, but never at me, to cry with me, but never because of me, to love life, to love himself, to love being loved. Such a relationship is based upon freedom and can never grow in a jealous heart. And I think those are lovely words, and they're so true, and they're true of a romantic relationship and also a good, loving friendship relationship. So think about it. It's when you're free to be yourself, you don't have to conform to what someone other, uh, else thinks you should be, um, that that they don't make fun of you and laugh at you, but they laugh with you. Um, and they don't cry because of you, but they they can cry with you. 
and that it's it's based on a non-jealous relationship so that if you have a loving relationship with someone, you are not jealous that perhaps they may have one with other individuals also. Really important to, to know how to have um, a relationship that is open in the sense that you can allow that other person to care about other people without thinking that that means they don't care enough about you. Have you ever fallen into that trap? Have you ever felt like um, you were feeling threatened or challenged because you found that person that you care about, maybe a friend, Maybe maybe not that romantic partner, but maybe a friend. They cared about somebody else also, and they were a friend with them, and so you felt like your friendship was tra- threatened. And, and maybe you fell into some bad behaviors um, in that friendship because you were feeling um, threatened. Um, certainly can happen in romantic relationships, um, we all know that that jealousy often can enter in when it shouldn't be there. But what happens is when you start becoming jealous of someone's relationship with another, then you really can start inadvertently under, undermining your own. For example, if you feel like your significant other has too close of a relationship with his or her parents, um, do you sometimes feel like you say things that you shouldn't? Um, has that sometimes interfered with your relationship? Or perhaps even um, a child feeling maybe a little bit threatened by the fact that uh, your spouse likes to spend time alone with one of your children or, or perhaps it happens to be a child from a former marriage. Does that ever enter into causing maybe a little tinge of jealousy and then maybe an attempt, whether you're doing it overtly or um maybe not even consciously, um, do you try to interfere with someone else's relationship? So think about those things. I would like to hear from you if that's happened to you or you feel like perhaps you may be inadvertently participating in that kind of behavior yourself. So the lines are always uh, all open right now. We'd like to hear from you. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Uh, Jay is here with me this morning, and I'm going to ask you, Jay, a question. Um, do you think that Valentine's Day is one of those days that men dread and women sort of look forward to? Do I, you think it's gender specific? Uh, I don't. Well, I don't know if, if women look forward to it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Maybe younger women do. I don't know. Maybe I got a misread on that. But um, I think a lot of guys, some guys probably look forward to it, uh, the, the ones who are opportunistic with it. But I think uh, a lot of guys see it as an obligation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. Yeah. A, a noble gesture. But ultimately, more, you mentioned $128 spent. 
in uh, America, right? Per person? Yeah, it's per around person? that 130. Yeah. Ugh. Isn't that something? That's ridiculous is what it is. Well, it is ridiculous <laughs> because you don't have to spend money to show people that you love them. And and I wanted to talk about a few ways that you can show people the, uh, that person, that special person that you love them um, without spending a lot of money. And it means a lot. So I, I don't know, Jay. Do you uh, do you feel that that's undue pressure? I did when I read the number of dollars spent. I thought that's ridiculous. That's a lot. Yeah, um, I, I, I that is a lot. I know that I wouldn't necessarily spend that much. Well, I don't know. It depends on what all you do. I mean, one hundred twenty-eight dollars these days. One hundred thirty dollars. You can get to that pretty quickly. Oh, so, you go out for a very yeah. nice meal, and and you can spend more than that. And of yeah. course, I mean, it depends on how early you are uh, getting to the game. Here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, if if you're buying stuff today, uh, it's over. You're probably going to spend more than one hundred and thirty dollars because uh, what aren't flowers like? Six uh, or they seven, can vary eight greatly. times more than what they are on usually any other day. That exactly, and uh, chocolates and things like that. Uh, you know, I, I get props to that industry for uh, um, maximizing its uh, its commercial potential right. for this day. But uh, yeah, I, it's you take somebody out to dinner, get some flowers, get some candy. Uh, have some flowers delivered or something like that, you could run into that that dollar amount pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. You sure can. So we have some callers coming coming in, and I'm certainly happy about that because I think that we need to hear from you about how, one, you keep the spark in your relationship, uh, but how you try not to fall into the trap of uh, making sure that uh, you're just not folding to the pressure and just getting something for the sake of getting and not putting some thought into it. Um so I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the things that cost nothing but mean a lot to those that you love as we move along in the show. But before we do that, let's go on to our first caller. We have James in Hattiesburg. Good morning, James. Thanks for calling. Yes, I was just listening to you. And to those men out there who feel that it's an obligation, okay, as far as Valentine's Day, uh-huh. either they have the wrong woman or they're not communicating properly, okay? Because in my experience, and I'm an old man, all right, in my experience that, well, it has always been a, a very, very, very good investment. Investment. Tell me what you mean by that. I think I know, but tell me what I, you I mean. I mean, the rewards are far greater. Uh huh. And the little bit of money you have to spend. <laughs> That's all. So I imagine, and by rewards, it lets your loved one know that you're caring about them, you're thinking about them, and you've given something thoughtful. Did you, um, James, did you find yourself spending a lot of money or um, more thought time on how you were going to? Um, give that little gift. Which which way yeah, did you go? Right. When it comes to thinking about things like this, so yeah, I usually spent a lot of money. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, and I think some people are a little more um, creative and tend to um, make things, which I think is perfectly fine. And then some move into the the money thing. And, and it also has to do with how much money you have, right? Um, so, James, thanks for calling. I think um, so. James thinks it's a good investment um, to go ahead and um, recognize the day, recognize the your significant other or the good friend that you have that you want to recognize. Um, so thanks for your call. Uh, let's go to one other caller before we go to our break. We have Dr. Harvey in Fairhope. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Good morning. Um, speaker phone so I can speak with you. <laughs> okay, good. Well, tell us what your thoughts are, and you have a comment for us. Uh, yes, you were asking about, I guess, what makes a marriage work. Right. Uh, I, my colleagues and I have been researching couples and how to make marriage work for almost 50 years now. And it's really not that terribly complicated. It's getting people to behave appropriately. The thing we have found in our studies is that couples who are in long-term happy relationships, I'm talking about over 200 couples we've studied, they all engage in mutual kindness, mutual uh, Mm. altruism. And that seems to be the underlying common theme to all these happy couples. They care about each other. They're very respectful, especially the men of their wives, and they are kind to each other day in and day out. Obviously, it's hard to get there. Some couples struggle making that happen. But I just wanted to share that comment with your audience. That's a that's a wonderful um, point to make at the very beginning of this show. I think is to the the mutual respect, the mutual kindness. Um, can you um, can you tell us? Uh, you are doing research. Tell tell us a little more about that. So how how long have you studied? Is it the same two hundred couples, or are you doing surveys, or how are you getting well, to this? I have run graduate programs in marriage family therapy, first at Texas Tech University and then later at Iowa State University and now at the University of Iowa, although I'm semi-retired. Mm-hmm. And we've worked with, oh man, thousands of couples over this period of time. And interestingly, now my team and I at the University of South Alabama are studying brain and cardiovascular function while couples try to deal with each other. Ah. We bring in couples, we have them talk to each other about important relationship issues and we, we monitor very closely what their brain and the rest of their body is doing. And what we're finding is so much of what goes on in relationships is well beyond our conscious control. We think we're in control, but our bodies are doing what our bodies do. Right. So couples who are in conflict, right, uh, for example, they don't, they don't split up. They'll stay together many times for years. And when they try to get away from each other, even for a few days, they find themselves coming back to mm-hmm. one another. They're mm-hmm. so in the habit of being in that relationship, it's almost like an addictive process. It's mm-hmm. very difficult for them to leave each other. Unfortunately, they continue to use the same behaviors that set each other off. Right. So what we're trying to do is train them to interact like the happy couples do. 
Sounds like very interesting work. I've read a little bit about this, and um, you you just said the the conscious brain is often not what's causing a lot of this. We're down in the amygdala and exactly. the hypothalamus and the midbrain exactly. instead of in that cerebral cortex and the the frontal and prefrontal cortex mm-hmm. and in executive function. A lot more emotion, and um, we've talked a lot on the. The, this show about the fight or flight phenomena and mm-hmm. and unfortunately often that will kick in when you get into that kind of negative relationship that you're referring to so there are seven brain systems that jack thinks that the famous norwegian uh, neuroscientist has identified that are crucial to uh, relationships and the ones you want up and running are the caring circuits the curiosity or seeking circuits the play circuit and the lust circuit. You want those four going in your relationship. So the systems you want to keep tamped down are rage, fear, and panic. When we deal with couples in distress, it's one or two or all three of those negative systems that we have to deal with. Wonderful information. Thank you so much. I hope our listeners picked up on that. I'll review some of that after the break. Um, We are going to take our first break, and we're talking about Valentine's relationships and how to make them special, how you can be a positive influence in your relationship. I want you to give us a call if you have some thoughts or comments at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, you can send us an email to family at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Your home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. For MPB's Moments in Black History, we highlight Hiram Rebels. Born a free black in North Carolina, Rebels became a preacher throughout the Midwest and the South. After moving to Natchez, Rebels was elected as the first African-American member of the U.S. Senate in 1870. After his time in Congress, Hiram Rebels became the president of what is now Alcorn State University. This has been MPB's Moment in Black History. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about Valentine's Day, which is today, for those of you who forgot. And we're talking about ways to keep the spark in your relationship or to keep that good friend that you want to keep in your life. And what you can do um, to help that, uh, I want to hear from you. We've we've heard already heard from a couple of good callers who had some thoughts and comments, both very positive, uh, about the fact that we really need to treat people we care about in a special manner, in a loving manner. Um, uh, 
our first caller, James, said that he thinks the money is well spent. We had Dr. Harvey from Fairhope who talked to us about how to keep uh, what emotions where and how uh, perhaps people can learn to do better. But sometimes we stay in a negative habit. So I propose that today is that day. Valentine's Day, that we kind of regroup and do a little introspection, think about whether or not you are a loving participant in your relationships, in the relationships in your life, whether they are with your loved one, whether they are with your best friend, or maybe even your children or your parents. Um, think about whether or not you're doing what you need to do. Um, I'd love to hear from more of you about your thoughts on this day or your thoughts on relationships in general. We've got open lines. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send us an email to family at mpbonline.org. So I promised that I wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of those things that you can do that mean a lot, um, but really don't cost much. Um, So let's talk about a couple of things. Um, Remember that Uh, Even the best relationships are not on all the time. So sometimes you do fight. Sometimes you do disagree. And one of the best things you can do is to learn how to have a constructive disagreement um, and to come back around and either accept the person with their own individual opinion as an individual, but still someone that you love, but expect that they won't always 100% of the time agree with you. Um, Also, accept that relationships come with some obligations. That means that there are times when you may need to do something that you're not exactly all hepped up on doing, but you know that it's the right thing to do, to go with your significant other to perhaps a function that they feel like they need the support or they they want you to be there with them, um, but you don't really want to go. Maybe, maybe you could contribute that uh, day or those couple of hours to that and just think of it as a loving gesture for your loved one. Now, here's some really specific things. And I am I'm going to have to say that I have not always practiced this as on an everyday basis, but I want everybody to start thinking about this. With your significant other, kiss hello and kiss goodbye every single day. Now, how much time do you think that takes? I challenge you to time it. Time it on your watch or time it on your phone or whatever you use as a timer to see exactly how much time that takes. I think so many times we get rushed in our lives that we think we don't have the time to do a simple gesture such as that. But um, do it. Time it 
and see how it works. When you come come in from your busy work day or whatever function you've done or that run you've been on and that significant other is sitting there in front of you, don't walk in and immediately start telling them about the trials and tribs of your day. Think about it. Stop. Look at them. Say hi. Look them in the eye. Smile. Give them a kiss. Um, Honestly, that kind of touch connection can make a big difference. You can do that with your friend. You can do that with your parent. You can do that with your child. Think about that and think about how good you would feel if you had that positive entry every single day. Do you do it? Um, Give us a call. Um, Join the conversation with us about this. I really want to hear from you. Uh, That's 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or send an email to family at mpbonline.org to tell us those little things that you do to make things better. Um, Okay, here's another one. How about thinking about saying no to an invitation that would take you away from that friend, that family member, that loved one, um, when you're already busy a lot? And um, think about it. Every now and then, maybe, yes, there's a meeting or there's a party or there's something that maybe you want to go to, but perhaps it would leave that other person out. And so think about whether or not um, it would be a good time to just say no to an invitation to um, and say, no, we're just going to have a nice, quiet dinner alone or no, I'm going to watch you play in your ball game. I won't go to that meeting. Um, Those simple gestures um, can can help a person a lot. Um. Let me give you another one. Now, this is kind of a significant other thing. Treat her family like they're your family. Think about that one. Are there times when, gosh, there's the great dread every time there's something to do with um, your significant other's family? Uh, Do I have to spend the time with that sibling or with that parent or that in-law, remember how um, important that person's family may be to them and that um, that tug away from them um, can feel very bad. So um, think about those things. We're going to take our next break. And when we get back, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this. I want to hear from you. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're talking about Valentine's Day, keeping your loved one special and keeping your friends special. This is Relatively Speaking, and we'll be right back. You're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org.
Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by the generous support from you, our listeners. New diseases are popping up more than ever before. And in a forest deep in Southeast Asia, a team of scientists is searching for what could be the next pandemic. Most of them are new, so we found 48 new viruses here in Sabah and about 16 that were already known. Catching the next virus before it catches us this afternoon on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, family at mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. We are talking today about Valentine's Day, and um, this one special day is not enough on making that special person in your life feel special. So what do you need to do to be a good friend, to be a good lover? What do you need to be a good family member, even? Um, I want to hear from you. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're going to go on back to the phones right now. We have Kathleen in Osaka. Good morning, Kathleen. Thanks for calling. Hi, you got me calling in. I usually don't call into this one, but I'm so glad you did. Valentine's Day is special for both men and women. I think it's the one day that they share as a couple, a married couple or whatever, whether it be male, female or whatever, a nice gift is something you do. It doesn't Mm. have to be money. The best Valentine present I ever had, I came home and a friend of mine, dear friend, had planted a heart-shaped garden, small but big, big enough to be noticed, of white uh, bulbs, you know, white uh, narcissus and stuff. Right. Because he knows I didn't like pink. Uh huh. So I knew that was for me. Wow. But in the line of flowers, you can buy potted roses, especially a climber rose, which takes little or no care as long as it's scented. And you have that for years and years and years. Oh, two great suggestions. Were you just so pleased about that heart shape uh, planting? That sounds so sweet. I had never gotten anything like that before since, but it was one memorable thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, even if you go and collect, like I hate to say, a lot of women like wildflowers. Now's the time to pick the seed pods and stuff like that and put them in an area where they'll be there year after year after year. Just something you do. It doesn't have to have a dollar sign. Most women would like to see the husband cook dinner and actually do the dishes, too. (laughs) (laughs) But we are asking a little much. (laughs) But they go to work, too, and they sacrifice a lot, too. So I think it should be both men and women should take care of each other. 
Great call. Thanks, Kathleen, for your suggestions. Okay. And, you know, if if um, something like that is done, like the wildflower seeds are collected and then thrown out, I think a, a sweet note saying that you you did that for them so that they can think about you when those flowers come up would be a very romantic gesture or a very caring gesture that... Um, that would last for a very long time. So great suggestions, Kathleen. Thanks for your call. Um, before we go to our next caller, I, I wanted to also throw out this question while we're talking about special relationships. I'd love to hear from you about how you met your significant other. Um, was it love at first sight or was it perhaps something where you just grew into friends and then um, into more so give us a call on that one too at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email on that one to family at mpbonline.org. So let's go now to Mary in Alabama. Good morning, Mary. You have some thoughts? Hi there. Uh yes. many years ago my mother worked for the Episcopal Church and when she and my father were married, or before they were married, they were counseled by her boss. And he said, I have just one thing to tell you. You hear a lot about people saying relationships have to be 50-50. Mm-hmm. That won't work. Mm-hmm. It needs to be 100-100. Nobody can live up to that, of course. But I think it's a worthy goal. I think it's a very worthy go. And I, I think I've heard that advice many times. You know, you have to give um, more, expect to give more than you receive and never give with the expectation of receiving. I think if you can get that in your head and learn that it really feels good to give. And again, I know several people have already said we're not talking about the monetary amount. We're talking about the gesture. It may mean, right? I I think that's true. I think you also have to remember that the 100-100 is a goal. Nobody can meet it all the time. But you trust the goodness of the other person to, you know, both of you have tolerance for failure as well. Right. That's all. Well, thank you, Mary. Thanks for your call. Um, And you're right. To expect that your loved one um, is always going to be the most thoughtful and the, the, the best and the perfect is really expecting too much because we all are human beings, which means that um, we're often, we're, we're not perfect. We may be made in God's likeness, but we are not God. So we have to remember that um, you got to expect that sometimes people might not do exactly what you expect them to do, but try to look at it with a little bit of humor and a whole lot of love and certainly the forgiveness. So All right. Well, thanks, Mary. Let's go next to Jill in Cordova. Jill, good morning. Thanks for listening and calling. Uh, Thank you. And just quickly, I was love at first sight with my husband. Uh, He died in April, and yesterday I went to the door, and there was a bouquet of flowers from my son and his wife. And then today I got a call from my stepdaughter-in-law who's sick at home and she called to have 
so I could have someone to talk to on Valentine's Day. And I thought, how sweet that they gave up Valentine's Day on their part to let me have a Valentine's Day. And I think that goes beyond and above caring. And that meant more to me than anything. So just wanted to throw that in. Well, Jill, thank you so much for your call. And, and, oh, my goodness, my condolences to you. I know you miss your husband a lot. So it was love at first sight, huh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how did you meet? Oh, in a bar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they say you can't always find someone in a bar, but you can. I know there are many people out there. But so he looked at you. Was it you in love with him or him in love with you, or did y'all both connect immediately? I think we both connected immediately, and we each had three children and combined, and they're the best children in the world. Well, that's wonderful. And and what a testament to you um, uh, and your children who took the time um, to stop and call and to check on you and to make sure that you were feeling loved. And um, I think you pointed out something that I was trying to make a point of earlier, but it's always better hearing our listeners call in and letting our other listeners hear that this is real. This is not just something that Dr. Susan is making up. You feel loved when someone stops and takes the time. And you said they they gave their day, but they they gave probably... 30 minutes, they thought about you, and they took the time to stop and make that phone call. So I challenge everyone out there to to do what they did to uh, make Jill um, feel loved and, um, you know, feel uh, to have what she needed, perhaps, to give a little special highlight to her day, knowing that she didn't have the love of her life there with her. So thanks, Jill. Thanks for your call. Um, Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Happy Valentine's. So the point of this show is Valentine's Day is not just for those young lovers. It's for anyone who loves someone, whether it's your significant other, your spouse, whether it's your child or your mother. Um, Take the time to reach out and and tell them what you think and how you love them. Um, I also want to hear, now we heard from Jill that she and her husband um, were um, love at first sight. would love to hear from some of you about um, your meeting. Uh, how did you meet your significant other? Was it love at first sight or was it, gosh, I didn't like this person initially? Uh, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to family at mpbonline.org and tell us a little bit about that. I also want to hear from uh, you about um, ways you think you can be a good friend to someone and how you can help out others. Um, you know, we started talking a little bit about that uh, to to take the time for someone. So, so here's a suggestion I have. Um, take on a few of those errands that your significant other typically does, maybe. Um, 
don't make jokes at the other's expense. So if you know that um, they perhaps did something that was silly or ridiculous, um, try not to to make fun of them. Keep in mind that that individual that you love and maybe you've gotten very familiar with has feelings too. So you want to be very careful about that. Um, Make sure, now we heard from one of our callers already about putting um, that special loved one first, but really sometimes you have to make a conscious effort to do that. So work hard on um, turning to that person and asking them what their wishes are rather than um, always stepping out. Now, I know some women um, love to hear of a plan. They they want to know. And I know, I'm sure some men, I think my husband would probably appreciate it if I said, this is what we're doing instead of saying, instead of saying, what would you like to do? So sometimes to come up mentally um, with, make that mental effort to make plans instead of waiting for someone else to tell you um, what is going to happen sometimes can, can make a big difference. So we're going to go to our, our last break. We still have plenty of time for callers. So please give us a call. Tell us about your thoughts on Valentine's Day, how to make it special, what you've done. Maybe tell us about that little gift that didn't cost so much that you received from someone you cared about. I want to hear about those. I think there's so many good ideas out there. And then tell us about you, how you met your significant other. Uh, give us a call at one eight seven seven MP. Ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Send us an email to family at mpvonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking, and we'll be right back. The new administration's first 100 days, and the news is coming fast. Protesters arrived here. Keystone XL pipeline. The Affordable Care Act. Refugee admissions for 100. All things considered, we'll be here to help you make sense of it all. Listen every day. I'm Robert Krulwich from Radiolab. We're told that smell triggers memories in the brain. So if you're in your car, let's try something. Roll up your windows and inhale, okay? There are some memories you cherish and others that just um, linger. But now here's a thought. How about contributing this barrel of aroma that is your car to your favorite public radio station? And you might even get a tax deduction. Thanks. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. News you can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. This is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, family at mpbonline.org. Welcome back 
This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about Valentine's Day. Um, That one day when everybody is supposed to be loving and treat their loved ones special. So what do you do? Um, Do you do it right? Do you think? Uh, How do you handle things? Um, What about the way you've been treated in the past do you think it's good do you have some stories where you think perhaps it was not good at all and you'd like to tell us about that uh would love to hear from you we still have a few minutes give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. So right before the break, I said um, perhaps uh, it would be good sometimes for you to come up with a real definitive plan instead of um, always expecting the other to come up with a plan. And I said uh, to myself that I'm pretty sure my husband would love it and be relieved if I went home after the show and said, this is what we're doing. So he didn't have to worry about that plan because I do think so many times women step back and and wait for that big, huge romantic um, thing that um, the man's supposed to do. But we had an earlier caller who reminded us it goes both ways. We have to remember that we each need to remember to give back um, what we expect to be given. So... um, Sam Wells, um, my answer to you on that is uh, I think it's good to take turns. I really do. I think to put the burden always on one person is not good. So maybe um, take a lead, come up with a big fancy plan, and then maybe the significant other turn it around and put it in the other's hand at times. So let's go to um, Robert in Meridian. Robert has a comment on a relationship. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Dr. Buttress. Good to speak with you. Thank you. Um, I, uh, I think earlier in the show you mentioned flight, uh, fight or flight. <laughs> right. And I have tended to be the flight part of that. Ah. And as a result have fled from what... I believe, was the soulmate most significant relationship in my life. Well, this past Saturday, a couple of relatives had been contacted by her. We haven't spoken in two years. And she's in Toronto, and it turns out that her baby sister died. And there is no way that I could hold on to whatever has kept me from calling her. So I called. And we stayed on the phone and cried in two hours. Wow. And uh, I'm going to call her later today. But uh, anyway, it was, uh, it was what was needed, and we cleared a lot of the baggage. But um, this relationship goes back to when we were both before we were teenagers. Wow. So, Robert, um, let me compliment you on being able to take a deep breath and reach out and, and make that phone call. That is something that so many times we we are not very good at. We are not very good at uh, 
taking a big swallow. Uh, perhaps you were the reason the relationship ended. So knowing that um, it, you might have some wrath come back at you. I don't know that. But I'm just saying um, this might be a really good day, listeners, for you who maybe had a relationship that ended badly or um, have it, it could be a family or a friendship relationship that maybe you haven't taken the time to try to reach out and touch that person a little bit. This may be the day. This could be a day for you to do that. So I would encourage you to do like Robert did. I can tell in your voice, Robert, that this was something very positive and a good result came of it. And so um, thanks for bringing that up. I think it may make a big difference in somebody else's life, too, and it sounds like it may make one in yours. So good luck. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for your call. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Let's go next to Zach and Jackson. Zach, you have some thoughts about Valentine's Day? Uh, yes, ma'am. Um I just wanted to say that I agreed with your comment about switching between both partners and taking the responsibility. Uh-huh. Um, I know that my partner, he works a lot, and it helps a lot when I can kind of just come up with the idea of what we'll do. Um, like for today, we're taking a trip out of town to just go and relax and rejuvenate. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Well, that's, you know, thank you for saying that because I do, I have done some real introspection myself on mm-hmm. on how I've handled things. And I always feel like I'm a good friend and I reach out and I call individuals. But uh, I, in all honesty, I think that there have been times in my relationships when I waited for others to, to make those special plans. So it is very relieving. I am sure, (laughs) Um, especially if you know that your partner is at a very busy time in their life or if uh, they're a little bit stressed. Um, and, And keep in mind, if they're busy and stressed, they may not be giving you what you feel like you need. But um, what a good time to let them know that you recognize they're stressed, recognize they're busy, and recognize that perhaps they may need you to give more of you than they can give back to you, right? So, agree. Yeah. And so it's really important to, to work on that and make sure that uh, we all keep that in mind. So, Zach, thanks for your call, and I hope you all have a great trip today and enjoy yourselves. And for everybody else out there on this special Valentine's Day, I submit that it's not just for lovers. I think it's for those that you love. And so make sure that as you are um, thinking about Valentine's Day and perhaps wondering what that significant other is going to do for you, why don't you turn it around a bit, think about what you can do for them, um, how you can approach the day to make the day better for them. Um, And don't forget to do what I suggested that you do earlier in the show. Um, For those that you care about and love, give them a kiss, give them a hug when you say hello in the morning before you say goodbye um, and also when you come back in so that you can let them know that they are the most important thing in your life so hopefully everybody 
out there is going to have a great day uh, today. And um, if it's not perfect, uh, think about how perhaps you can reach out to somebody else and maybe touch them. Today's show was engineered by Jay White, our call screener with Sam Wells. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking. We'll be talking about school services, accessing special education, and maybe a little bit about why our schools are not moving forward as we hoped they would. Stay tuned next for Here and Now uh, on NPR. Uh, on MPB Think Radio, and we will see you next week. Thanks.